Learning and development professionals know that most training fails when people are back in their role just doing their job. In fact, 70% of training fails at that point. So there's clearly a widespread problem with embedding learning and making sure it is actually put into practice. Now, clearly, line managers play a key role in developing their people and supporting learning and development programmes is part of that. But line managers are busy people. So what can L&D professionals do to help join up all these dots? We headed over to the CIPD's recent learning and development show at Olympia to try and find some answers to that question. And we started by talking to Jennifer Wrigley. She's International L&D Manager at Discovery Networks International, the organisation behind Discovery Channel and a raft of other media outlets. Right now, she's working on exactly this issue and she's finding it a complex task, not least because Discovery has largely grown organically through mergers and acquisitions and now has sites in 67 locations all over the world. And across that, we have a real breadth of cultures and types of people and views on management and leadership that are very inconsistent. Jennifer started at the beginning of 2015 and she's had her work cut out since then. And one of the key aims is to, I guess, put a baseline in place. What do we even mean by management of teams and people at Discovery? Because up until that point, there wasn't anything really consistently talked about or written down or explained or trained in people. So last year was all about the first stage, building some awareness and skills around core people management. They created a management programme called Leadership Essentials, hitting all the basics like coaching, feedback, managing change and conflict. But we're talking five continents and thousands of people, and they're not new to this. We didn't want to sort of come across with here's one way of doing it and you've been doing it wrong even though you've been doing quite well with it yeah um you must do it our way it was that more was my a, question yeah we so you weren't necessarily looking for a unified approach yeah I guess we were looking for consistency in the main themes this is interesting so thinking about line managers and their role specifically in L&D enabling L&D it's hard to ask you how things were because obviously it was so varied, but was there a prevalence amongst line managers perhaps that that sort of activity wasn't necessarily core to what they were doing and it was a side thing that they were doing or maybe HR was doing or someone else was doing and so there's quite a lot of work to do in, in enabling and, and just delivering the message that actually this is part of your job. Yeah, and I think that's still a message we're delivering. I think I would describe it having been quite a spoon-fed culture so I guess a bit parent-child in that someone might come to HR and say my team's not working or this isn't working or how do I get people to do this fix it for me we come in and fix it so with people that have been through the program and they might come to us and say oh I really want to run a team day it's like okay let's go back to what was on the program what are the key themes you're trying to do with your team what are you trying to change behaviorally what things can you do yourself what conversations can you have what questions can you challenge them with it's saying use the tools you've got they're there and available for you come back show me what you're you're thinking about doing so they build confidence in delivering some kind of off-site or having a really difficult conversation with someone. They're doing it and planning it themselves. Dr Mark Cole is Head of Learning and Organisational Development at Camden and Islington NHS Foundation Trust. They have 1,300 people across 40 sites, 
but the challenge for their line managers is little different to discoveries because they by and large come through the system as doctors and clinicians and not as managers. For most middle managers, and particularly in the NHS, there's a terrible convergence of pressures around making sure you're delivering a really top quality service to service users, meeting the needs of the organisation in terms of data, performance information, being clear with commissioners who are paying for our services of what we're doing and how we're doing it, and looking at the care and containment of your team to protect them in that sense. I think when you put all those things together, the whole middle management piece is pretty unenviable. So it's really about how we get people to a point where they can think about those in a quite systematic way, I think. Their middle managers are still working parallel jobs as clinicians, so clearly developing their people isn't realistically going to come top of their to-do lists. For our middle managers, part of our job in L&D is convincing them that it's a completely different skill set that they're going to have to apply as a manager to the one they have applied as a clinician. Do you define this L&D role as a performance goal for your management people? So they, they know they need to do it, but do they understand what they need to do? I think, I think we're on a journey convincing people of that. We, we've, we took a strategic position to say we wanted um, to professionalise management in the organisation. So it's a very clear statement that managers would need to think professionally about that role alongside the role they might have as a nurse or an occupational therapist or whatever. Um, and that meant we wanted to invest time uh, and content to get people up to speed. So we, we went from kind of ground zero perspective, which was saying it's probably the case that most of these people need to know the essentials of management. So how do you manage your people how do you look at a process and amend it? How do you manage your budget? And then thinking about how you bundle that all together and get them thinking creatively about it. So we, we really concentrated on management and we wanted them to have that at their fingertips and able to do it effectively. So how did they start? We did a major launch in terms of saying to people, we're going to equip everybody with the essential skills they need to manage. No matter where you are in your management career, you may be five years in, 10 years in, or just starting. But as of this date, everyone who graduates into a band seven position, which is literally the middle manager post, uh, will be expected to do our first line manager program. Well, should we kick off with, just tell us a little bit about your organisation and your role. Okay, so um, I work for Canon UK and Ireland. Um, we're the sales and marketing arm of um, Canon Inc., the Japanese company. Meet Catherine Knoll. In the UK, we have 2,100 employees and we have two main routes to market. So our consumer business, which you're probably more familiar with, the cameras and that side of things. And then our B2B offer, solutions and software and hardware. Yep. And your role? My role is learning and talent development manager. Canon UK and Ireland. Okay, so obviously from your point of view, lie managers are key to everything you're trying to achieve. These are busy people. Where do you see the challenges for them around developing their people? Well, we have some specific challenges because a lot of our employees are remote or field-based. The line managers are critical, really, because we found from an engagement point of view that the closer and the more quality relation, qualitative relationship you have with your line manager, um, the more likely you are to be engaged and productive and, and motivated. So they play an absolutely critical role. Um, and they're also so much closer to the customer and the customer feedback than some of our um, middle or senior managers. But presumably this is tricky because they must have a lot of reports and a lot of customers. So just 
the sheer hours and time in having those conversations, which, as you say, are incredibly helpful. How do you make that work? Well, one of the challenges we faced was just raising the awareness of that, really. Um, and I think we, what we found a situation was we measure engagement, but the measurement of the engagement had sort of become the means to the end. And people were being, um, line managers were dissociated from the, the fact that actually it's, it's the day-to-day interactions that they have with their people that make the difference and that it's, it's just having the conversation that's not necessarily directly related to the task and just taking the time to actually to speak to people, which is a challenge, but when you can see the benefits, um, the difference that makes the bottom line into the business and to employees' engagement, then raising the awareness and educating line managers about the difference they could make to that has been really key for us. So this is getting line managers past the idea that they're sending people off on courses or sending them to do a thing, just talking to them generally. Yeah, Developing their people, this isn't an add-on. This isn't something else that they do when there's time. It's really core to what they're doing. Yeah, and I mean, I think we found that that line managers were hoping to send people away to be cured, if you like. Yes, and and, and come back better. <laughs> and come back better. <laughs> and unfortunately, um, you know, they but they could see for themselves that that really wasn't working. And so I think, to some extent, we're pushing on an open door when we're saying, actually, the thing that makes a difference is your connectivity with the employee. And then they could see, start to see some tangible benefits from actually changing the way they interacted with their, with their staff. At Discovery 2, their big focus when it comes to developing staff is all about the power of just talking. We've got rid of ratings this year. The US have decided to take out all performance ratings. Um, So there's a massive amount of work around how can we help people have really meaningful, regular performance conversations. And that's really from now on a bit of a focus, not just in programs, but um, in our communications, the way we talk about things, it's about meaningful conversations. So are you making these objectives part of those line managers' performance objectives, things they, they need to do, they need to demonstrate outcomes in order to progress their own careers? That's the plan, but the reality is not right now. So with us getting rid of ratings and changing the way that we assess people anyway, that's not happened this year and I don't know that it would happen next year either in my ideal world it I'd quite like to do simple pulses so out to people that have you had a conversation about your career or your development recently or have you had a meaningful conversation have you received feedback in the last three months and not in a kind of test way but also to make prompt them to think I can ask for feedback as much as I sit back and wait for it so involving line managers in everything you do on the kind of learning and development front from the outset, that's really assisting you in the hearts and minds campaign you're on, aren't you? Yeah, I guess so. And I think it's also just about making things daily conversations or easy to have. Um, you know, it's not about sitting down for an hour every week and talking about someone's career. It's, and ticking a box. Yeah, and ticking the box so that when I send out a pulse, someone's able to say, yes, I had a conversation. It's about meaningful conversations, but they can happen in five minutes. Jennifer and her team put together some tools to help their line managers get up to speed with this. They had to be slick, though. Discoverers people want stuff that looks cool with the same high-quality production values they bring to their own work as programme makers and broadcasters. And they don't want something really long-winded either. Attention spans are probably the shortest here out of everywhere I've worked. So 
we've been using this tool called Loop and that basically is an app on your mobile. We can curate external content and create internal content and blend them into short topics, really of no longer than five minutes in length. And it takes no time for me to create that because all I'm doing... So, for example, a question like, how do I have a career coaching conversation? That might be the topic title. And in there, we might connect people to like a Harvard Business Review article or a TED talk that's inspiring or some 10 questions that are great to ask or here's our our model in discovery for you to use. So it's bringing in external and internal expertise into one place on your mobile, on the go, when you need it. And the most important thing about it is that it's about topics that are real questions that people have rather than an hour e-learning course that covers everything or you know a book that no one's going to read because it's too long so people grab them up when they need them it's that just in time learning and it's easy to find the topics that you need at canon they help their managers to have these development conversations too and they've established a forum for managers to meet and share their experiences but what they get from that isn't always what they're expecting we have a what we call a team leader network forum. We would give some people some input around some a topic. We would talk to them perhaps, for example, about having the key conversations is, is one of the topics that we run. So we get them, to, we give them some input and then we get them together and get them to share their experiences and talk about it together. There's some clear learning taking place there and, and people realising they're not, they're not the only ones, they're not alone in this. There are lots of other managers facing the same challenges and sharing ideas and, and thoughts about how other people have managed some of those difficulties around time. So when you say you get them together, you physically get them together or is this online communities? We get them all together in, in a room and we spend a day together going through in a kind of using a world cafe type approach to building some questions. What are the hot topics for them around a particular subject that think that what are their challenges? And so some peer coaching and networking. So you get that collaborative learning, yeah. snowballing and continuing on that, forward, even if, presumably if they move roles and get into other roles and they take all that with them. Absolutely. So it's um, been really helpful in breaking down some of the silos within the organisation as well. You know, we could point to deals that wouldn't have happened or sales that wouldn't have been made as a result of some of those connections taking place. Measuring the return on investment of this sort of work is far from straightforward. At Camden and Islington NHS Foundation Trust, Dr Mark Cole deliberately trains his managers using ongoing live projects because he reckons it kills two birds with one stone. It helps demonstrate a better return on investment. It's difficult to quantify in terms of cash, but it's easy from a quality perspective, which is, you know, for the NHS, we're always balanced between cash and quality. Um, it's easy from quality perspective to say, as a result of this intervention, service user experience was improved by X, Y, Z. So it makes it easier to make a case for these kind of interventions. And it, it makes it easier to deliver the content, I think, for some clinical staff because it's contextualised. And busy people don't see it as a waste of time. Absolutely. According to Jennifer, measuring the benefits of focusing on the role of line managers in developing their staff is really hard. But then again... It always is. I guess that's nothing new for us <laughs> in L&D. You would assume that by having regular conversations that are about specific meaningful things that people will get feedback and will improve and will develop, will feel more connected and engaged and therefore will be more productive and effective. That's the assumption. 
how you measure that when you have other industry demands, you know, changes in the market, country changes, you know, buying companies, merging companies, all of that happening in the background, that's going to be hard to separate. Yes, I mean, thinking at the other end of this equation, how do you demonstrate that to senior management? We find that our senior leaders are bothered by actually more of the stories that they hear around the organisation. So we have to make sure that they get surfaced and they get through to them. And that's working? I think so. I mean, we have more budget than last year, so that's a good sign. <laughs> For me, that's a good measure, actually. <laughs> yeah, always a good sign. For more on how to get this right, come to the CIPD website for fact sheets and research reports about line management. Meanwhile, if people are every organisation's most important asset, and who would argue with that, then where are they in the annual report and accounts? Next month, we're going to be looking at narrative reporting, how organisations can and should measure the value of their people and communicate it to business leaders, shareholders and investors. Join me then.